Well, you know, when the Queen passed away, Her Majesty the Queen, I think all of us in America, many of us, no matter how you feel about uh, the British monarchy, whatever, whatever, I mean, a very great lady who lived a very long life. And it occurred to me, I have a friend who knew the Queen. That's Dr. Roger Mugford, who's on the phone now, Dr. Mugford from England. You helped to train Queen Elizabeth's dogs. Well, she was a pretty good trainer before she met me. Um, and all I did was uh, look at a really tricky situation, which uh, few of us would want to have, uh, and advise on that. And it wasn't a training issue. It was about uh, a very bloody conflict between a pack of dogs. And she, had, at that time, had 10 dogs. Now, come on, if you have 10 cats, 10 dogs, 10 children, you become a bit eccentric. You're a collector, <laughs> aren't you? So you just called? Did you just call the queen eccentric? What? There's no question. Well, I want. I want to. I, I do want to talk about this conflict that the dogs had, which is called inter-dog aggression. But what kind of person was Queen Elizabeth? Just lovely. I, I mean, her smile melted everybody from the the crustiest. Uh, uh, third world politicians to American presidents. Of course, she, I think she saw about seven or eight presidents come and go in her 70-year career at the, the British throne. Um, uh, how many prime ministers came and went? And, you know, she, some of them were really irritating people, and, and she had to put up with them and be charming to all of them. She was charming to me, and, and to put up with me is, is a tough call according to my wife and uh, <laughs> so she she was so diplomatic so socially skillful put everybody at their ease could manage a, a crowd of thousands or, or on a one-to-one as i was talking about her dogs but um you know she really talking about animals she really like lit up we talking about her horses talking about farming she was a farmer like me um, and, and, of course, her beloved corgi dogs, uh, of which, as I say, she ended up with far too many because, you know what, if you let them, they breed, and then, they, then the numbers keep going up. Um, and that, that was the situation. She had a, a very sensible husband, the Duke of Edinburgh, and it, it was a big source of family discussion about, you know, darling, Eddie, you've got, to, you've got to stop all this, you know, far too many dogs. Um, you know, why are you happy with just one, like, like your daughter, Anne? And, and 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 this was the sort of um, lunchtime dinner time conversation, and uh, uh, so the poor old queen was being nagged to uh, reduce her numbers of dogs. And uh, well, I, as a result of my consultation, we reduced the number by one. We got rid of Chipper to her daughter, Princess Anne, but um, but basically she still had nine, which is about. Um, six or seven too many, really. And, I mean, managing a pack of a feisty breed like corgis is no mean task. Our telephone number, of course, 312-981-7200, if you have a question, and I have many. So you're intimating, Dr. Roger, that she did not spay or neuter her dogs? No, all the males were entire. The, yeah, it's a really good question. Um, and... Uh, for the record, I'm very much in favour, particularly if you, there's a risk of a, an unwanted mating uh, to use the dogs. Um, but no, the males were entire. Um, I'm not so sure about the bitches. Uh, and um, that's an, a doubly unwise thing to do if you do want to increase your numbers beyond one. Um, and um, 
but she, you know, when a bitch became pregnant, she'd send it off to one of her friends. She, she had a lot of support, uh, as you would expect. The Queen of England would have a lot of support, but uh, apart from employees within the household and um, the, the the local corgi owning fraternity, loving fraternity, from there were many would um, would step in if she was on a world tour or had to be uh, away on um, some political jaunt. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I speak, and now I can be dry-eyed. I'm afraid to say um, after Wednesday's news, uh, I and in the company of so many, we, we thought about what's happened in these 70 years that she's been on the British throne. You know, I mentioned how many presidents. I think how the world has changed in terms of media and communication and what closeness and interrelatedness of the world. So, and she's lived through all of that. So truly this was the Elizabethan age um, and uh, it's come to an end. You know, it's, it's yeah. a big moment for, for Paul's. So give me the scenario. Uh, draw a picture for us. You were... Did the Queen call you and say, Dr. Mugford, I need some help? How, how does that, how, from the beginning, how did she find you? How did you hear that she wanted help? And then where did you go to help? Well, dare, I say, dare I say, a few people know about me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm reasonably well known uh, on the media and so on in the UK. Yes. No one's heard of me in the US, of course. Um, well, and, I uh, have. Uh, well, there you are. That makes one of you. <laughs> and everybody that's listening, I'm the guy who invented the halty and the company of animals, and uh, and I make better muzzles. And I, I'm, I'm an inventor, basically, as well as being a behaviourist. So I've tried to reach a few more million people and help a few more million dogs than the, the average animal behaviourist. And uh, Steve Dale is the only other person on the planet who reaches millions like me. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So... And uh, so it, it was a proper professional referral through the veterinary surgeon. And th- those of you who've got behavioural problems with your dogs, please don't call up the local uh, person who calls themselves a dog expert, um, maybe somebody like me. Uh, get a referral through the local expert grapevine, and probably that means your veterinarian. Sure. Um, and and the, the, her Majesty came to me through her through her local vet. How did she did case. she did she pick up the telly and call you? Uh, how did how were how did you know that she was in need of help? No, it was all all through the, through the veterinarian. Um, and I actually uh, until the day before, I didn't know who I was going to see. I, well, I could have guessed. Uh, this lady's got eight corgis and. And, and two doggies and one other. So who, who else on the planet would have that, that many corkies? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it was uh, through a vet known, and the vet unusually and thankfully uh, accompanied me to make sure I didn't uh, do the wrong things in terms of protocol, which I have to say um, the Queen is very forgiving if you're a, a, a Lincoln poop like me that maybe not, very hot on protocol, uh, you know, don't bow, don't scrape, um, don't say, pleased to meet you, mum, and of course I did. Um, uh, so there, there were very much protocol things that you meant to know. Um, and he accompanied me, and uh, because there was absolutely no medical basis to this, this was a simply a hierarchical dispute. Now, many people listening will have two dogs, three, and maybe more, and um, 
there is a conflict over who is top dog. Now, it's really unfashionable in our world, Steve, to to talk about, to, to acknowledge the existence of social hierarchies in dogs. But come on, guys, they do exist. Well, um, they, they you know, exist. Here's where the confusion comes in. They exist in dogs among a group of dogs. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. Where, where they don't exist is where there is a necessity for you as a human to demonstrate dominance over your dog. To be a good teacher, mm-hmm. yes. To follow your lead, to yeah. be consistent, all those things. But there is no need to express for a human to express dominance. They know we're not dogs. Yeah, yeah. We, the humans have the great advantage of um, being rather tall and rather able to manage access to important resources like food. So if, if we're halfway intelligent, we can achieve uh, control of, over a dog that wants to be, inverted commas, dominant um, by managing access to reward systems like food. Um, but it, on a dog-on-dog conflict, uh, it can be bloody. And, yeah, uh, so Dr. Muckford, I, I, Dr. Muckford I've, I've got to pause here at 12.30 in Chicago to go to the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom for a newscast. When we come back, I want to know what you did to help her dogs. I want to know what she was like as a dog trainer, because as a dog trainer, you're ultimately training people, right? So we're going to hear about that and much more with Dr. Roger Mugford on WGN. We are talking with Dr. Roger Mugford, the dog trainer to Queen Elizabeth. And you were called, you said, to the Queen. There was an inter-dog aggression issue, Dr. Dr. Mugford, where some of the dogs... Uh, two in particular apparently weren't getting along with one another. So you show up. Where do you show up? First of all, where's where was this at? I I assume you were outdoors, maybe, and not indoors. But I don't know that. Were you in a castle doing this? Where were you? And um, you're flying into London Heathrow. Uh, you'll pass over this lovely castle. It's a, a really a fantastic uh, castle with t- tessellated towers and a, a, a baroque masterpiece. So the, the Queen switched her time in those days between Buckingham Palace, which is in the centre of London, and, and Windsor. But she much preferred Windsor, which, of course, has got you know, acres and acres of garden and, and uh, access to an enormous Windsor Great Park, which is indeed great. And she would personally walk the dogs there herself, uh, just like any other dog walker, and, and was accessible to the public. And, and I'm sure there was some sort of security, but, but the dogs had a pretty good life there. Um, and, and I saw them initially indoors in a, a fairly sumptuous surroundings um, with, would you believe, a footman, uh, a, a gopher uh, servant uh, who brought the dogs in. And uh, uh, that's not to say that the Queen wasn't in control of the dogs at all times. She exerted very, very good control over the dogs. How, how, um, old, how long ago was this? Uh, this was 30 years ago. 30 years so ago. She, so she, she was a relatively ago. young woman at the time. Well, she was in her 60s yeah. then, and, and uh, uh, I was just a wee kid, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not really. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so she... Uh, uh, and we, we ran some experiments, uh, like uh, t- taking Chipper and Piper out together and giving them access to a toy which they would of course compete over and uh, the beginnings of a a fight began over this toy and it was clearly from all of the history and uh, reports that i'd had from her royal highness that 
it, it was primarily an issue between two dogs, uh, Pippa and Chippy, Chippy, or Chipper, sorry, correction. And uh, and then once the fight had begun, the others would join in, which is of course a classic scenario. Sure. Really. So um, what did what did um, you um, do? What did you do to help these two dogs to get along and therefore help the Queen? Well, we removed Chipper, so he went to live with um, the daughter, Princess Anne, and uh, um, and then uh, it, we t- we talked about social hierarchy management, and um, and particularly for her staff, because many of the fights had occurred when it wasn't the Queen present. In fact, none of the fights had occurred when she, Her Majesty was present. They were all significantly when. Um, other members of the household, mm. including the Queen Mother, who was a lady even then in her uh, 80s, 90s, um, and quite frail. Um, so, uh, and if you like, the Queen was very much the the, the alpha, uh, I hesitate to use the word alpha bitch, but the alpha person exerting... Did you just call the Queen what I thought you did? Don't say that word again. No, That's I not didn't. Necessary. I did not. <laughs> okay. No, no, I would. I know you wouldn't. Uh, so, so... <laughs> So you you actually go to the property and you direct the queen. Now, when you train dogs and you work with a client and the client makes a mistake, you might say, well, do it that way. Would you do that to the queen? No, I wouldn't dream of it. In fact, what all of the, the queen's training of her dogs was off lead, which is, makes it different than most of us, um, where we live near roads and, um, and, and places where dogs have to be physically under control on a lead. So... They led this really fantastic life um, where they were free to yeah. roam and come and go. Um, and she had, she had the space and the resources to allow this. Um, um, and so uh, what it really impressed me was the authority and control that she herself exerted over the dogs. And it's rather like the authority that she either did or didn't exert over the rest of her family. Um, <laughs> for instance, at feeding, feeding time... Um, they, uh, the food is prepared by I don't know who, someone downstairs, if you like, and um, she aligned the dogs up in a hemicycle, half circle, and uh, this butler came in with an enormous tray with ten bowls of food, uh, variously cracked uh, royal porcelain and the odd silver bowl too, but each one for an individual dog didn't need its name on it. She knew which bowl went to which dog. Uh, and they sat there dutifully, and they were fed one at a time, and then they were allowed to start eating together. So that level of control, few of us exert over our own dogs. We put a, a dog bowl down, and the dog rushes forward and grabs it. Well, not not the Queen of England. Uh, and as I say, as a trainer, she's really exemplary. As a horse trainer, as a as a, a good judge of thoroughbred horse lines, she was a very good judge. You know, I say as a judge of cattle because uh, they have a number of farms and, mm-hmm. and bred pedigree cattle. Uh, uh, again, a really good eye for, for livestock. Well, it's um, been said, um, it, it's been said, Doctor, that she, in fact, trusted her animals and had a rapport with them that was quite extraordinary. And part of the reason for that I've read I've not met the queen, but part of the reason I've read is because she had absolute trust in them. They didn't see her as the queen of England, which she liked very much. They just saw her as this person who's been taking care of them. Did you get that sense? That is the wonderful thing about dogs, isn't it? Uh, 
they don't, they don't acknowledge our social status and our airs and graces. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've made something of a specialty of looking after helping homeless people with their dogs uh, underneath, if you like, the, the archers. Uh, and these are very special people. They have this one-to-one relationship with the dog that helps them stay warm in, in, in horrible winter and, uh, you know, and, and begging for money or food from the public. Uh, so th- th- here was this lady, uh, if you like, the most famous lady in the world, I guess, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and she was just an ordinary person uh, and, and had the same ordinary feelings, emotions and, uh, and annoyances about dogs that the rest of us have. Uh, oh, and by the way, in case I, I said it on there before, to show the sort of amazing person she was, you think, well, surely the Queen of England doesn't pick up after her dogs. But she, yes, she did and does, and um, or did, and and I personally witnessed uh, a, a dog pooped, and she was there and picked it up with a, so, responsibly with the, the, a plastic the, bag. That is, that is incredible. I wish I had more time to talk to you further. Uh, good talking to you again, Doctor Mugford. Uh, for further information about your company in the company of animals. <laughs> What was, what's the website for that? Yeah, it is companyofanimals.co.uk or .com. Company, just write com, uh, and you'll find all sorts of information about how we train animals and, uh, and how we look after them with our products, uh, which are on sale in the UK, US. Um, <clears throat> but I guess I'm best known for inventing the Halty, but there's a whole bunch of other inventions uh, well, indeed, uh, and uh, you were talking, I know this, because I've been out there talking about enriching dogs' lives for many years, but I know that you have, too. We're just out of time, Dr. Mugford, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate talking with you. Let's talk again, Steve. You bet. Dr. Roger Mugford, Goodbye. great. Enjoy your dogs. Thank you. Thank you.